0: Welcome to your digital reputation. Here's your host, Roger Christie. Welcome. To a very special extra segment, we're kicking off as part of this season's Your Digital Reputation podcast, a very, very practical one. Look, it's hard to believe that we're now four seasons into this show, and I've learned so much from the wonderful guests we've had on so far, CEOs, group execs, directors, and government leaders sharing why they got on social media and how they've benefited and also a host of advisors and subject matter experts who've offered a more detailed insight into what it takes to be successful online. So what's this new segment all about and how does it build on the YDR journey to date? Well. One of the questions we've kept hearing from you, our listeners over the past 12 months is a need for more practical guidance. You've told me how valuable the stories and examples we cover on the show are to provide a different perspective or even, you know, as ammunition to start a new conversation internally. But the big question that remains for many of you is what should I do next? And that's the exact question I'm keen to answer in these practical follow-up episodes. So in around 15 minutes, I'll take the key themes from our most recent guest, or maybe a fresh idea altogether, we'll see how we go, and break it down into the practical steps you can put in place to get better results with platforms like LinkedIn, and ultimately, how you can protect and enhance your digital reputation as a leader. So let's dive in. My most recent guest was David Maywald. And David's a full-time board member and father of two. He was previously an investment manager for a couple of decades before he moved into board roles almost five years ago, and he currently serves as a non-executive director of seven organisations across Australia, including the likes of SolarShare Community Energy Limited and St John ACT. It's episode number 31 in the Your Digital Reputation catalogue, so please go back and have a listen to David's comments before you dive into this short practical reflection. The question we covered, how can board members and their organisations benefit from social media? And while David, of course, provides some really valuable insights into the minds of board members and company directors as they consider the risk and rewards of social media, One thing I think we both came away thinking from our chat was, you know, how can we help board directors feel more comfortable online? Because after all, and you know, when the most senior and arguably most influential layer of business and governance in this country is silent on the very channel where the greatest number of Australians are active, social media, that can only lead to problems, ivory towers, misunderstandings, disconnection and distrust things that no board director wants today. So in this episode, I want to share some very practical advice to help those leaders remove the mystique from social media and see how it could play a more valuable role for them, both personally and through their organizations. So let's get into the practical side of things. Our very own Propel's Digital Reputation Report, which looked at the LinkedIn use uh, among Australia's ASX200 CEOs, found that around 85% of those CEOs were either invisible, inactive, or ineffective on the platform. And David's own anecdotal experience with fellow board directors, and certainly what I've heard from other board directors myself, is that this number, this 85%, may well even be higher for the director cohort. But as my conversation with David shows, there are just so many benefits for directors when they use social media properly, particularly LinkedIn, which I think many directors consider to be a safer space than other social media platforms out there. So in today's episode, I'm going to share just three practical things that board directors can do to access those benefits and avoid missing out on the opportunities LinkedIn provides. So let's dive into it. Number one, leaders, you must Be clear on your purpose for LinkedIn. When I hear board directors talk about risk on social media or you know see stories in mainstream media, for example, ninety nine times out of a hundred, it points back to a lack of purpose. Leaders either they jump on LinkedIn because someone told them to or because a campaign required them to have a profile and they've never used it before or since, or you know maybe they were curious but never really stopped to think about what was the specific role and function LinkedIn played for them so leaders. What is your purpose for using LinkedIn? Are you trying to grow opportunities for your organization or yourself? Are you trying to protect your hard-earned reputation, something you've spent many decades building? Or are you trying to leave a legacy and scale your impact beyond physical boundaries? What's your purpose? I use a simple but incredibly effective framework with our clients as part of Propel's Your Digital Reputation program for leaders, and it's called the Purpose Pyramid. It is the single best thing you can do to increase performance and reduce risk on LinkedIn. And I don't overstate that. So, let's have a look at it. What does it involve? Well, you'll see a link to the template in the show notes for this episode, which I'd absolutely encourage you to download and use as a thought starter. But the three areas we cover in the pyramid, if you imagine three points of a triangle are goals, audiences, and passions. So, let's start with goals. As I said before, a lot of leaders go onto LinkedIn in particular without being clear on why they're there, what their purpose is. And this often starts with goals. The flip side of that, I suppose, is a lot of leaders go on with a purely commercial mindset and how these two things play out. In the first scenario, with a lack of clarity, what leaders end up doing is they just observe. They sit, they watch. They can't do or say anything. In a sense, they feel paralyzed because they're not clear on why they're there. On the other hand, if they go in there with purely commercial goals in mind, what happens is they end up just regurgitating a lot of corporate messages. If you look through their LinkedIn feed, their activity feed, it is simply a number of consistent brand, product, service messages out and out and out and out again. If we're not clear on our goals and what we are turning up to achieve, We lack clarity, we lack direction. On the other hand, if we only focus on our goals and they are commercial goals, then we run the risk of coming across far too commercial and people switch off. The second element of our purpose pyramid is audience. I think, again, people come into LinkedIn and they're thinking too much with a me mindset, not a we mindset. And when I talk about audience, what I don't mean here is simply saying, I want to reach X audience. I want to reach these groups, Y, Z, so on and so forth. When I talk about audience with clients, I talk about the need to, to one, identify those audiences who matter most to you, and most importantly, what matters to them. Because by understanding what matters most to them, that's what unlocks the opportunity to create a constructive two-way relationship. LinkedIn and any social media platform is not a broadcast medium. It is a relationship medium. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you'll unlock these opportunities. So the first point of the pyramid is goals. The second point of the pyramid is audiences, who matters most to you and what matters most to them. And the third and I think the most unique and often challenging thing for leaders is passions, personal passions. What is it that gets you fired up? What is it that gets you out of bed in the morning? What is it that you stand for as a leader? What others identify with you? Mapping those passions is really important because those are the authentic stories, the the experiences you've had along your own unique leadership journey that you can dip into your um, your bag of context and history and experience and pull out these stories at a time that is appropriate to talk to issues with authenticity in a way that no one else can because while there's a criticism of LinkedIn of being and other social channels too of being far too generic and far too uh, repetitive. The reality is, if we all drew on our own authentic experience, we can cut through that noise in an incredibly powerful way. So the three, again, just to reinforce the three aspects of this framework, your goals, why you're turning up and what you're looking to achieve, your audiences, who they are and what matters to them, and your passions. What are your unique stories and experiences that can bring this whole thing to life in a way and through a voice that no one else can replicate? Now, they are the three points of the purpose pyramid. If you spend 15 to 20 minutes on this framework, I guarantee you'll be so much clearer on what you're trying to achieve on LinkedIn, who matters most to you in that pursuit, and how you can bring an authentic voice to those discussions in a way that relates to you and your leadership style. Spend 15 to 20 minutes now, even if you want, Go Literally, seriously, feel free to hit pause here and come back. I promise you I won't go anywhere. Um, But do take the time to look at that purpose pyramid framework and it will greatly clarify where and how you should spend time on LinkedIn. And importantly for directors in particular, greatly reduce risk thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Your Digital Reputation podcast. Now, I wanted to let you in on a little secret. We also have a Your Digital Reputation newsletter. I know creative title, right it's free to sign up and a place where i share tips and tricks to help you get the most from your social media efforts and i bust a few myths along the way too like why you shouldn't repost content and what linkedin does when you tag your whole executive team want to sign up simply go to propelgroup.com.au and head to our subscribe page it's that simple you can even do it while you're listening right now all right back to this episode Okay, tip number two. So now that you've done your purpose period, if you hit pause a moment ago, um, once you've done that, I want you to do a short exercise for me. I want you to go to your LinkedIn profile. It is the one asset that you have 100% control over on the internet. The one thing, the thing that is essentially your shop front to the whole world, your professional CV, if you want to call it that, but it is much more dynamic. It is your shop front for the whole world. It's the thing that people will walk past, look at, and form a judgment about who you are and what you stand for. I want you to go to that profile now and open it up. What do you see? Do you see a blank profile picture? Do you see a blank banner image? Do you see the absolute bare minimum details on your profile or, yeah, worse, the wrong or outdated details? Do you see a blank about section? And look, is the only activity that you see on your profile a string of cheerleader style congratulations messages that you've commented on others' posts time and time again without also adding any real insight into who you are and what you care about? Now, I want you to go back and take another look at your purpose pyramid, whatever you've drafted. Is what you saw on your LinkedIn profile a fair reflection of the person you are, what you stand for, and what matters to you in this world? Because if not, my second tip is simply to work through your profile and make sure it does just that. Make sure it's something you're proud of, not because of ego, not because of self-interest, but actually because Others are looking at your profile to make decisions about who you are, what you stand for, your credibility, and whether they can trust you. And that extends from you to the organizations that you're representing. If they see a blank profile, they'll get none of these benefits and they will be left to fill in the blanks or others will fill in those blanks for you. And that's where directors, company directors really invite risk. Go and do that exercise now, stress test your purpose pyramid, stress test your LinkedIn profile. And the reality is, if it's not up to scratch, take some time over the next couple of days to update things according to your purpose pyramid. Okay, the final tip, tip number three, ask five important questions of your organizations. The first two tips I've focused on here are all about you and your own efforts as a board director. But this third tip focuses on those organizations you're responsible for. How are they using LinkedIn or social media more broadly at the moment? You know, I heard a, um, a leader in the AICD once say that questioning is undoubtedly a director's best weapon. Not questioning to be heard, but to be constructive and seek to improve the conversation. I couldn't agree more, and yet I feel when it comes to social media that many directors feel intimidated or maybe unprepared to ask these important questions that improve the conversation, and in doing so, reducing risk. So, here are five questions you can ask in your next board meeting to help reduce risk and drive performance among the leadership team. Question number one, what are the main reasons our executive and staff use social media? That's question number one. Why that's important to ask is to simply challenge the organization and leadership team on purpose. What are we trying to get out of social media versus keeping up with the Joneses? The second question, who are we actually talking to on social media today? I see time and time again so many reports that focus on reach or impressions. They talk about the massive audiences that we've been able to reach through paid media, often on social media. And the reality is those numbers mean absolutely nothing if there's not a business outcome attached to them. And where that really starts is who you're talking to. We get so caught up in trying to achieve bigger and bigger and bigger numbers with every single post that we make on social media. Yet the reality is if there is one person who I need to reach and influence, then really all that matters is me reaching that one person, not a hundred thousand others who are not that one person. So it's important to ask your organization, who are we actually talking to on social media today? And if they can't give you that data, they need to go and find it tomorrow. Question number three, what do our key audiences think? about our executive team and our brand on social media. It's one thing to have high numbers of impressions. It's one thing to have high levels of engagement on your content on social media. These are fairly rudimentary uh, metrics that we can use. But it is another thing altogether to understand what are people actually saying about us and our brand? What do they think about us? Are they talking about us in a positive and in encouraging, in a trustworthy way? Or are there cracks? Starting to appear? And is that actually the canary in the mind for things that might be happening elsewhere across the organization? Use social media data to help inform what needs to be done around executive positioning and brand positioning online and offline. That's question number three. Question number four. This is one that I think is overlooked by a lot of organizations who simply take a well, this worked in mainstream media, so we all work on social media approach. Question number four. Who can speak on social media within our organization? And importantly, how are we helping them? Often we'll see one spokesperson, as might be the case in traditional media, and it's fine to have someone who's media trained going out and talking to the financial review. I have no problem with that whatsoever. However, social media does not work that way. The collective power of an organization is through the voices of its people, In the same way that a CEO can inspire or a a company director can ask a question that really cuts to the core, a graduate who has just come through into the organisation, they have the opportunity to resonate with other graduates who understand their perspective and can relate to their perspective. If we are relying on one voice, if you and your organisations are relying on one voice to uh, to talk on social media, then you're missing a huge opportunity. So question number four, Please do ask, who can speak within our organisation on social media and how are we helping them? That second part is really important. Make sure they have the training, the resources that they need to make sure that they can use social media safely and effectively. Question number five, is our current strategy maximising performance and minimising risk? And if so, how? It may seem like a really simple and perhaps even trite question, but this fifth one is really important. Why? Because it simply stops people or or forces people to stop and think, is what we're doing working? Is what we're doing either driving performance or reducing risk? And if it's not, it's time for a shake-up. It's time to change things up, and that's where you can draw on the council of subject matter experts in the space to say, well, how could we improve things? If our corporate goals are X, y, and Z, is social media currently skewed towards helping that? Or are we actually shooting ourselves in the foot, focusing on the wrong metrics, setting ourselves up for failure, or not harnessing the resources that we have at our disposal? As a director, if you are on the, the hook for risk, And if you're on the hook for good governance of your organization, you need to understand the role that social media is playing as an important channel within both the communications, sales, marketing, recruitment, reputation mix. What role is it playing today? And could that role be improved? Ask that question and have those domain experts come back to you with very clear answers to ensure that you're not being caught out. Remember, it's important for you to feel confident and clear on social media yourselves so that you can ask the right questions and keep your organization on the right side of the risk and reward divide for social media. So take purposeful steps today to avoid those risks tomorrow. Now, look, I hope you find these practical tips helpful. And I'd love you to reach out to me with your own reflections. If you do, in fact, give them a go. Please do drop me an email. I'm at rchristy at propel Group. Dot com.au dot That's R-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E at propelgroup.com.au. Or you can also find me obviously on LinkedIn. And remember, if you're looking for a LinkedIn for Leaders program, and want to take more control of your own digital reputation, our Your Digital Reputation program has been designed exactly for leaders like you. It's everything you need to get up and running on LinkedIn in a safe, sustainable, and effective way. And it's all done within one month for those leaders who want to get real results fast. So head to propelgroup.com.au slash Y-D-R. That's propelgroup.com.au slash YDR for details. Or again, drop me a note and I can share more about the program with you. But until next time, I'm Roger Christie, and I hope this conversation has given you more clarity, confidence, and competence to amplify your own leadership efforts online. Take care. Thanks again for listening. If you've learned something from today's conversation, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with others. For all show notes, head to propelgroup.com.au. Thanks again for listening.